Welcome to Padmuchun, Armenian History Podcast. Padiyagak Padmuchun, Hayots Padmuchiana Podcaster. Okay, all right. Welcome back to another episode of Padmuchun. Padiyagak Padmuchun, Armenian History Podcast. Yes, I'm here with my friend Father Tadios Barsekian. And I'm here with my friend Peter Hajinian. And we have another interesting topic. Today. Yes, Erebuni. The fortress of Erebuni. The fortress, the, the city. <laughs> the founding of the fortress of Erebuni. And why does Erebuni sound familiar? Because this is really the founding of Yerevan. Yes. This, the town of Yerevan eventually builds up around Arabuni. So this, this is... Uh, 782 BC is the founding of Erebuni, which is 29 years before Rome, which mm-hmm. means that Yerevan is actually it's 2,804 years old today. Wow. Yeah. So Yerevan is older, older than, than Rome. Older than Rome. Yerevan is almost a 30 year old by the time Rome is founded. So it's been through school and has a job, a car, <laughs> maybe a house. But to be fair, uh, we have to be also fair from our... We are not historians, but at least we know something. <laughs> you know, Rome was, was founded and capital and, and for thousands of years was the, mm-hmm. was the only capital, right, for a Roman Empire. Yeah. It was one of the greatest cities in the world. Yeah. So although Erebuni was founded, the fortress actually was founded, and the capital of Erebuni, uh, Urartian Kingdom, mm-hmm. But Yerevan was not always the capital of Armenian kingdoms. No. No. This is, it's one of the longest continuously lived in places. Town, right? Yeah. But yes, it hasn't been, Yerevan as a capital has only been a capital for just over a hundred years. Yeah. So in fact, Yerevan was never a royal capital. Mm-hmm. It was never royal capital until, and the last one was Cis, right? In Cilicia. Mm-hmm. And after Cis, the next capital we have is Yerevan, as a as a capital of Republic of Armenia. Right, right. So, but we're going back even further, 782 BC. BC. So <laughs> long, a long time, time ago. ago. Um, so this is so this is the kingdom of Urartu, mm-hmm. and we've had a, a podcast Episode, before about yeah. this. Urartu, if you want to look it up in the Bible, it does show up in the Bible, but it's called Ararat. Mm-hmm. And this is... Urartu and Ararat, they sound similar too. I mean, with the writing and pronunciation, nobody exactly knows the pronunciation. Right. right. This is just how they translate it because they just use the vowels or, mm-hmm. or the consonants, R-R-T. So this is how two different ways to articulate what those what that word could have been. Yeah. Um, but Uartu was a Bronze Age kingdom mm-hmm. in Armenia. And actually the capital was Tushpa in Lake Van. Lake Van, yeah. So Lake Van, Lake Urumia, they also had, they were around there. And then Lake Sevan is the northern part mm-hmm. of the kingdom. And Tushpa is Van. Tushpa is Van, yeah. Yeah, the city of city of Van, right? Another old old city a township is kind of place where people lived. Right, right. So this is this is uh, this is the Bronze Age kingdom. Now you know a little bit about Menwa and Argishti. Mm-hmm. So they were. They, this was founded by Argishti the first. First of all, that's a great name, Argishti. 
Argishti. <laughs> and uh, is still that... it is used. Both Menua and Argishti, they still use these names in Armenia. Yeah. Not not all the other names of our Urartian kings. Yeah. Uh, there are other kings, right? Yeah, Rusa. Uh, Rusa and others. Uh, none of them are used. None of their names are used in Armenia today. But we still have Argishtian men. Those are probably one of the famous kings. Did you go to school with an Argishti or a men? In music school. Music school? Music school, we had Argishti. Ah! Music school, we had, uh, had Argishti. Menua, I knew a news... I, I remember a news reporter, Menua. So it's uh, those are names that maybe not as common, but they are used. Yeah. In Armenia. That's interesting. Well, Menua was Menua was the father, and he really did a lot to expand mm -hmm. the the land of mm -hmm. of Uartu and where they controlled. And then his son Argishti. So I th I think we should back up a little and explain who are the enemies of Uartu because this is about the building of a fortress, founding of a mm -hmm. fortress. So why do you need a fortress? Mm -hmm. Well, their main enemy is the Assyrian Empire, mm -hmm. which also shows up in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it's in what we now call Iraq. Mm -hmm. So it's on the, the Tigris, Assyria, the Babylonian. Babylon, and all yeah. these old kingdoms. Yeah, At, is this the northern part of Mesopotamia, so mm -hmm. just south of Armenia. So we know a lot about Uartu because the Assyrians would write about uh, how much trouble Uartu was to them because mm -hmm. they were one of the few kingdoms that wouldn't pay tribute. So Assyria would keep having to send battles, troops up and, and to fight them. So that's the, one of their enemies, but that's to the south. So why would the Uartu have to create a citadel to the north? And I did some research mm -hmm. and they what did you find out? What I talked about is the so this is a this word C I M M -E Sumerian 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 I used to say Cimmerian Cimmerian I never knew how to pronounce this and you know what I mean you say Sumerian 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 I'll take that I was I was saying Sumerian not Sumerian Sumerian but I like Sumerian better mm -hmm. because it's, it sounds more different than uh, Sumerian <laughs> it has to be difficult it has to be difficult. This is so old, nobody had easy names to say. Argishti. What happened to Jeff? Just call him Jeff. But they, so they, where the, the Shimerians, they were from north of the Caucasus in the Sea of Azov. So north of where Georgia is, mm -hmm. kind of part of what we think of now as Russia. And they kept coming down through the Caucasus Mountains mm -hmm. and causing trouble to the Uartans. Mm -hmm. So... Uartu had to protect themselves, protect from, themselves from, the north, from, right? from the northern warriors. And then another thing I read about was the fact that Assyria always had spies. One, one another way that we know so much about Uartu is Assyria would send spies just to check things out. Like, <laughs> go on a tour. Go check out the bed and breakfast. And then they would write back about what was on there. Yeah. So there was a... There was a those lot. famous Assyrian spies, right? Those famous Assyrian spies. Yeah, in Soviet Union <laughs> during Cold War, another Assyrian spy was arrested. <laughs> they said that our Uartu had fortresses standing on hilltops, stations for signal fires. So if you saw the Lord of the Rings, where like you know the the armies were coming and they would light fires on top of the mountains, and I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Send signals. 
You should watch it. It's pretty good. It's a little long, but it's pretty good. <laughs> long movie, but good. good uh, locations for where they bred horses, which is interesting because Armenians throughout history have been known for cavalry, mm-hmm. having the horses. Um, and then they said irrigation works in lots of settlements near the citadels. So it was, it was all built around these military bases. Yeah. And I think a reason for that was the main god of the Uartu was Haldi, Haldi the, yeah. the war god, yeah. god of war. But also this region is, uh, keep in mind, this is Arad Valley. Yeah. This is very, uh, very good soil and land, uh, productive, and, uh, and, and Yerevan is right in the middle of all of that, to Yerevan and Echmiadzin, when this land was not foreign to Armenians or Urartians, mm-hmm. for that matter. So it's, so they are, they needed to protect this area too. That was part of the, was always part of Armenian kingdoms, was poor, always part of Armenian lives. So they, I think they wanted to protect that Arad Valley, that area that, uh, because it was going to be important for later for survival for the, right. for the tribes too, for the nations. Right. They kind of, it kind of builds a, defensive ring mm-hmm. around Uartu and, and where the Armenians eventually... Yeah. And it's between the three important lakes, right? Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of that of that formation. As we, we think about Armenia, uh-huh. you think about Medzhaik, Great Armenia, you think about those great lakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Lake Superior. <laughs> <laughs> you think about Lake Minnesota. <laughs> you think about Great Lakes. The Great Lakes. <laughs> All the way to Canada. <laughs> no, you think about uh, Van, right? You mm-hmm. think about Urmia, uh-huh. and you think about Lake Sevan. Right. And, uh, now, Armenia was always kind of in those... In, right, we've in been, those we've, only... Probably for a short period of times, it was in our throughout our history, during uh, the Grand the Great, and maybe one or two other uh, great uh, rulers of Armenia that we had access to, Black Sea or Caspian or. Uh, mm-hmm. But we always, we always wanted to at least have those lakes. Right. Well, so Lake Sevan was kind of in that too. Yeah, and didn't the lakes used to have names like called? Sea, like like yeah. Savan Sea of Geka. Geramatsov, yeah. And, Vanatsov. Uh, Vanatsov for Van. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were. I mean, we did, if, if you don't have a sea, what do you do? You name a lake to a sea. It's a big lake. This must be what they talk about when they talk about hey. the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't have access to a sea? We do. We have three of them. Yeah. <laughs> so. But if somebody's but it's a lake, well, it's your problem. <laughs> we we view them as <laughs> we, we only deal with the sea. We are poor Armenians. I mean, we had a we, we had such limited resources, and yet we survived with those limited resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was never easy for us. <laughs> and now we have only like seven left. Right. Lake Sevan, Lake Van is in Western Armenia. Today is uh, Turkey. Urmia is Persian side, isn't it? And Lake Sevan is, yeah, it's split up. Well, they, yeah. that land used to be called Bianili. Bianili, yeah. Which I read is they didn't have a V in one of the writing systems, mm-hmm. 
And so they would call it Biennale, but it comes from Vaughn because mm-hmm. it was considered the kingdom of Vaughn. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of interesting. B and V, they were used interchangeably, right? Yeah. The letters B and in all in ancient times. Yeah. B and V. You can, you can hear it. V, B, 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 B. Kind of. <laughs> so the inscription on, so Argishti builds the, the fortress and it's up on a hill. Mm-hmm. It's a citadel, like you said. It's up on a hill. It's still up on a hill. If you drive out of Kentron Yerevan, if you drive out of the center of Yerevan, yeah. you can see it next to it. Kind yeah. of up on a hill. The neighborhood is still called Erebuni. Mm-hmm. The neighborhood is still... I used to live in that neighborhood. You did? Okay, so tell me about the neighborhood Erebuni. Neighborhood is not that nice anymore. <laughs> How many nice. Argishtis live there? It was nice there. only doing Argishti. <laughs> as soon as he left, oh my... <laughs> well, that's... No, it, was, it, it is fine. I mean, it's another neighborhood of Armenia. In, in fact, there is no really... a good or bad, the entire country is really one of the safest in the world. Um, and it, uh, But the fortress is right above the city, kind of. Mm-hmm. If you go past uh, uh, the last metro station, I believe, uh, uh, Erebuni metro station, and then uh, take the bus to... Uh, to east and then go up you can see even it's the 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 museum you can see even the citadel and uh, kind of ruins it's of course it's not preserved mm-hmm. there's only a few walls that are preserved there but of course there's a museum right so they were excavations they were i believe in 1960s yeah or so they were yeah they did a lot they, they kind of maybe in a way rediscovered it mm-hmm. in that time and they've done a lot of excavations. Um, some, you know, some of the interesting things is the uh, inscription is still there. Mm-hmm. The the cuneiform. They found it accidentally, right? It was not mm-hmm. the inscription. And then they they translate. So the inscription reads translated by the greatness of the god Haldi, Argishti, son of Menwa, built this mighty stronghold and named it Erebuni, for the glory of Bianili. And to instill fear among the king's enemies. Argishti say, This land was a desert before these great works that I accomplished here. By the greatness of Haldi, Argishti, son of Menwa, is a mighty king, king of Bianili, ruler of Tushpa, or Van. Wow. Well, that's pretty, he sounds like a very serious guy. and uh, He's humble. <laughs> he never mentioned his name here. Is, is his name there? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if humility was a strong point of a Bronze Age warrior kingdom. It's like imagine these writers there. So should I mention your name in this sentence too? <laughs> yes. Could anybody? You... <laughs> did I say I did all this work? <laughs> He probably learned to read just to say, I didn't see my name in this. I know you left it out. Well, there was no lack of that in, in the ancient times. All our times, it was all about the, the key. But he did accomplish great things. He did, yeah. you know, establish this fortress, this stronghold. Yeah, he built this, he built this up. This yeah. is one of the many things. I mean, and at this point, too, it's kind of, Uartu's at a rise. It's it's strong yeah. right now. Yeah. Hundred years later, it's not as strong. This is kind yeah. of the peak of it. Yeah. This inscription is known as the birth certificate of Yerevan. 
Interesting. Yeah, it is used as a birth certificate. There is, of course, many copies of that. I think uh, there is um, uh, in the in the mayor's off uh, mayor, uh-huh. m- municipal building. Uh, yeah. There is a larger copy. Right out front. Right yeah. front, right? Yeah. Um, That's so, how you know you're in an ancient city is when you drive by and you see a big yeah. thing written in cuneiform and you say, what's that? And they say, that's the that's the birth. That's how old we are. That just yeah. talks about what we're built. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this stronghold, Peter, about uh, just to describe what it, what it looked like a little bit. Uh, well, it's so... Originally, not today. Not today, today is just a, today it's not a beautiful wall. I think it was restored at some point. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I think it was abandoned around 1990s or so when the country was not doing well overall. And... and uh, Unfortunately, uh, probably some uh, uh, vandal vandalism may have occurred also. There was but overall, some... it's it's beautiful. It's it's nice. Uh, the the colors are beautiful. Well, the wall it's all built out of tufa. So yes, tufa. It's, it's the multicolored tufa that you see in Yerevan. So the stone could be orange, pink, gray, brown. It's it's there's a mix of all these kinds of colors on it. But it's the local, you know, that's another reason you know it's Yerevan, is it's, it's got that local Tufa look. Yeah. The um, entire city is built with that stone. Yeah. Tufa. It's, so it started with Argishti. It started with Argishti. He didn't put that in his thing. Yeah. He bragged about <laughs> but that. But if, if that's the stone he's found in the city, that's how they, that's, they build the city from it, too. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a wall around the outside, and then there's... You know, things like a six-column portico, um, which was painted with colorful frescoes, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's different things. I think one thing that's interesting is bronze figures of winged oxen with human heads. Mm-hmm. Those are Lamassu, and they're very famous from the Assyrians, actually. Oh. And they would have them, they were supposed to be guardian spirits, and they would have them as entrances to throne rooms. So if you go to the Metropolitan Museum in New York, you'll mm-hmm. see these big Lamassu, Lamas. Assyrian, Assyrian uh, uh, guardian spirits. Yeah. Which would another reason that's interesting is the Assyrians were the enemies of Uartu, and yet they kind of copied. They would copy back and forth some of the artwork from each other. Yeah. Some of the scenes describe frescoes describe uh, scenes of uh, hunting. Uh, uh, noblemen, um, maybe chariots accompanied by uh, leopards and uh, yeah. tigers and other things. Some of that is still survived. And it, it shows how, yeah, it shows how powerful the king is. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he, you know, this guy. You hang out with, uh, you know, uh, Jeff down the street. This guy hangs out with leopards. <laughs> leopards. Well, in the, there was a, there is still a leopard found in Arad Valley in Armenian landscape too. Really? Yeah, there was um, not many, but I think they found a few, and they are protected too in Armenia. Does it have? So a... it's not uncommon. It's not in their imagination. They would put leopards, and I mean they saw these animals. That's why they would put them in their frescoes and in their uh, paintings. 
What's the? Is there a name for the Armenian leopard? Varaz. Varaz. Varaz, or yeah, I think so. Very cool. Yeah. Well, that also one of the. He's big... not certainly Jeff. He's not Jeff. He's not, Jeff. <laughs> He's not Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Manuel. <laughs> well, the you know the Assyrian kings, what they would do is they would show, um, they would make sculptures of them on lion hunts. Mm. The different Ashurbanipal, the different Assyrian kings hunting lions. So this is kind of the uh, UR2 version of that. That was the culture at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Go on the hunt. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's a couple of, you know, columned rooms that some people think may have been an influence on Persian columned room design, mm-hmm. royal design. Um, I'm not enough of an architect. I'm like nothing of an architect, so I can't. I don't know for sure, but I think that would be, if you're into architecture, yeah. something to look up. They had a few chapels in the, in the citadel, right, in the fortress. Chapels mm-hmm. for Chaldi, for mm-hmm. the main god, and then uh, for Teixeba, and uh, for uh, gods of war, and other things. And they are described part human, part lions, part animals. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and those are one of some of the symbols of Urartu, too. You know, with yeah. the, it's... it's a, Head of a human being, the torso is a lion, yeah. sometimes with wings too. Yeah. So those are some of, I think, some of the symbols are shared among the cultures at the time. Assyrians, Babylonians, they have them. I think Persians, they have them too. Uh, yeah. Somebody came up with it, the other ones. Oh, that's, that looks like, that's, that's, that's a good design. Let me, yeah. let me use that. Have you seen these guys? They put a head on a on an <laughs> eagle. We should do that. Yeah, yeah. This there there's the the main god is Haldi, the god of war. And then Tishiba is the god of of uh, weather. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's yeah. you know for to grow things. That's obviously a very that was a very important god at the time. Um, and they would have open so they would have roofs over things except for the altars so that they could have fires. And the fires would go up, and the smoke would be able to go up. It's too bad not more of it survived, but it was built as a fortress, right? Mm-hmm. And then they only kept it up as they needed it for military right. reasons. Campaigns, right. So they, that's where they would stage all their campaigns to the north and everything. But Uartu was, was gone by 600 BC. So almost 200 years later, Uartu was gone. Yeah. And but while the there was... Survived. The city survived, but the citadel itself, the military part of it, was, wasn't needed. So that falls into disrepair. And Armenia yeah. has earthquakes. Yeah. You know, things take Always. the toll on it. It was used by King Sarduri, by King Rusa, as they were campaigning towards north and trying to protect from these Sumerian nations. Uh, they, they did use the citadel. They used uh, uh, the fortress. But uh, but it's saying sixth century as you, you're right. It it kind of started becoming um, uh, abandoned a little bit, and uh, the fortress itself. But the town around it was right. was developing, was forming mm-hmm. because it was good area. Arad Valley again. The the land is good, so it's natural that people start living there. Yeah, and and stick around, and you know when in about five fifty. Uh, the Achaemenid Persians come through. Cyrus the Great comes through. Yeah, and even he sees the importance of the strategic mm-hmm. part of this, and so the Armenians become their own. Uh, they rule their own satrapy, but and he says you should 
use Arabuni as a, as a place, as a place. You know, a good, important administrative yeah. place. So Iranian Khan used to be there. There was an important center for that region. Keep in mind that the oldest mosque in, in, uh, in, in South Caucasus area, the Blue Mosque, Iranian oldest mosque, is found in Yerevan. Wow. Right at the center of Yerevan on Mashtots Avenue, right mm-hmm. on the... It's not as visible from Mashtots Avenue, but you can see the gates. Yeah. And it was protected. It was still... It is still protected. It's still there. So Yerevan was always... Maybe it was not a capital always, but it was strategically, it was an important center. Right. And it's not... It's not... It's not a coincidence that 1918, it was Yerevan that was chosen to be the capital of uh, Armenia. Until now, till today. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. What does the founding of Erebuni mean to you? I think it, it, it shows the, how ancient, how uh, deep our roots go uh, as people. Uh, uh, and if you try to separate, well, you are to always not. It, it is part of Armenian life. It is part of Armenian history. Uh, definitely, uh, maybe the name sounds different, but hey, the different times, names, and, and towns. They were they carry different names, but it's the same people. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, it is. Uh, I think special feeling to know that um, the town that you leave, the capital that you have goes uh, all the way back to uh, 8th century BC and even 20 some year older than Rome so it's a special feeling of being part of that ancient history yeah something to be proud proud of and here in Minnesota now we have a whole we have a after we renovated one of our halls at our church we named it Yerevan mm-hmm. Yerevan is, a, is because Yerevan is the only capital that we have now as as people mm-hmm. and hopefully will continue continue to have and to be proud of the city of, uh, of Yerevan, which means probably Ereb, Yerevan, Avan means place of living, right? Place mm-hmm. of living, yeah. You visited Yerevan. I've been to Yerevan. How do you feel? What do you, what do you think? What I, did, do you... I did not go to Erebuni, but I did drive by the municipal building that had the big cuneiform mm-hmm. stella on it, and I thought, wow, this is very old, and uh, yeah. This is, I think you said it really well, it's, it's a, when they founded it, it's a, it's a great reminder of, of how deep the roots go. Yeah. And they really go a lot deeper than, uh, you know, than you might think. Um, I think it's also, it's also a good reminder that even the beginnings of Armenians, what, you know, who the Armenians were, were, we don't even know the complete story yet. Yeah. You know, there, there are these kingdoms that existed and. We know we're related to them, but there's still so much history that has to be discovered. Yeah. And I think Erebuni is a great example that everywhere under the ground of Armenia, there's history hidden. There's history. And it, it's waiting to be discovered to be and and, and uh, found more. I mean, what what are some of the... There's Lachashen. That's in Lake Seba. Lake, Lake Sevan. That's, right? that's a big URG yeah. site that they're finding things. I mean, the only thing... It's interesting. Erevan has been around for this long time, right? We say uh-huh. older than Rome. But if you think about Rome, you think about all these ancient buildings. Yeah, right. Rome, maybe they, they were some 
re revolutions in uh, Rome, maybe some uprisings in, in Rome. But Rome never saw, uh, you know, probably wars coming through all the time. Right. But Yerevan was in that, in that uh, traffic all the time. There was invaders from this side, that side, Turks, Persians, Arabs. And so they, even if they tried to build something, it would never survive. Yeah. It is a miracle that Erebuni survived. Right. The fortress. The, the fortress on, on the, the hilltop is called Arimbert. Mm -hmm. Arimbert. So it is a miracle that it survived. So um, it is not surprising that we don't find many old and ancient buildings like Colosseum, right? If you think about Rome, you think about all this. Um, but uh, uh, the fortress was there. That survived. And Yerevan was used for different, it was just a town for people to live, and it was not always the capital. So we have to keep that in mind, mind yeah. as well. Uh, but yeah, some, some, when we think about all things in Yerevan, you think about buildings from probably uh, early 20th century or 19th century, and a beautiful, beautiful building. The entire town is built city with, uh, with tufa, the yeah. stone tufa. So we call it a pink city. Yes. <laughs> Pink City. Yeah, so if you've been to Yerevan, if you've been to Erebuni Fortress and the museum, let us know how it was, what you thought, or what it means to you. If you're planning a trip to Yerevan, go check out Erebuni. It's fantastic. Yeah. Right? It's going to be next, next, on my next trip, it's going to be on my itinerary. To visit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And go check out how deep our roots go. Yeah, go go see the inscription. Yes. The birth certificate. <laughs> birth certificate of Yerevan. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, and until next episode. <laughs> That's it.